<laughs> What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Maddie Pace coming at you live from the Maddie Mo Show, the host, the most mojo, kicking off episode 290, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, episode 290, and it is a beautiful Halloween night. I hope you're all ready for an exciting little episode on All Hallows Eve. But if this is, however, your first time tuning into the Maddie Mo Show, thank you for lending me your ears and attention. Second off, hop into the iTunes podcast section where you can subscribe to the Maddie Mo Show and have every episode up there for free listen and download now you can also catch me live on anchor apple Podcasts, where you can also rate and review the show hint hint wink wink google play music spotify overcast pocket cast radio public breaker cast box stitcher tune in podbean youtube the maddie mo show ig and twitter at maddie underscore pace and facebook at maddie's motivation if you need a little kick in the pants and some inspiration ladies and gentlemen you can also hop on to maddiemoshow.com and subscribe for free yes for free you can get all the first dibs on the content all the little blogs that I like to put out, you get on the email list. You also get enrolled in some free gift giveaways, you know what I'm saying? So go on there, MattyMoShow.com, check it out. But ladies and gentlemen, it is none other than the episode you've all been waiting for. Leading up to this, we had Halloween Horror Week here on the Matty Mo Show. And tonight, it caps off on All Hallows Eve, episode 290, entitled Halloween. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, so let's not wait any longer, shall we? Tonight we are going to get into the history of Halloween. So let's get into it. All of this is brought to you by History.com. So if you question me, you're questioning them. You know what I'm saying? Let's hop into it, ladies and gentlemen. It originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, when people would light bonfires and wear costumes to ward off ghosts. In the 8th century, Pope Gregory III designated November 1st as a time to honor All Saints. Soon, All Saints Day incorporated some of the traditions of Samhain. The evening before was known as All All Hallows Eve and later Halloween. Over time, Halloween evolved into a day of activities like trick-or-treating, carving jack-o'-lanterns, festive gatherings, and dawning. Yes, love. Yes, dawning. Yes. Next, the ancient origins of Halloween. Halloween's origins date back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. And yes, it is pronounced Samhain. The Celts, who lived 2,000 years ago in the area that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom, and Northern France, celebrated their new year on November 1st. This day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter, a time of year that was often associated with human death. Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. On the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain when it was believed that the ghost of the dead returned to Earth. In addition, to causing trouble and damaging crops, Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the druids or Celtic priests to make predictions about the future. For people entirely dependent on the volatile natural world, these prophecies were an important source, comfort, and direction during the long, dark winter. (laughs) To commemorate the event, druids built huge sacred bonfires where the people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to Celtic deities. During the celebration, the Celts wore costumes typically consisting of animal heads and skins and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. When the celebrations was over, they relit the hearth fires, which they had extinguished earlier that evening from the sacred bonfire to help protect them during the coming winter. 
By 43 AD, the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of Celtic territory. In the course of their 400 years that they ruled the Celtic lands, two festivals of Roman origin were combined with the traditional Celtic celebration of Samhain. The first was Feralia, a day in late October when the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. The second was a day to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. The symbol of Pomona is the apple, and the incorporation of this celebration into Samhain probably explains the tradition of bobbing for apples that is practiced today on All Hallows Eve. And All Saints Day, as you heard mentioned earlier, occurred on May 13, 609 AD. Pope Boniface dedicated the Pantheon in Rome in honor of all Christian martyrs and the Catholic Feast of All Martyrs Day was established in the Western Church. Pope Gregory III later expanded the festival to include all saints as well as all martyrs and moved the observance from May 13th to November 1st. <laughs> By the 9th century, the influence of the Christianity had spread into Celtic lands where it gradually blended with and supplanted the older Celtic rites. In 1000 AD, the church would make November 2nd All Souls Day, a day to honor the dead. It's widely believed today that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic festival of the dead with a related church-sanctioned holiday. All Souls Day was celebrated similarly to Samhain with big bonfires, parades, and dressing up in costumes as saints, angels, and devils. The All Saints Day celebration was also called All Hallows or All Hallow Mass from Middle English All Hallowes Messe, meaning All Saints Day. In the night before it, the traditional night of Samhain in the Celtic region began to be called All Hallows' Eve and eventually Halloween. <laughs> Halloween comes to America. Celebration of Halloween was extremely limited to colonial New England because of the rigid Protestant belief systems here. Halloween was much more common in Maryland and the southern colonies as the beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups as well as the American Indians meshed. A distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge. The first celebrations included play parties, public events held to celebrate the harvest where neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance and sing. Colonial Halloween festivities also featured the telling of ghost stories and mischief making of all kinds. By the middle of the 19th century, annual autumn festivities were common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country. In the second half of the 19th century, America was flooded with new immigrants. These new immigrants, especially the millions of Irish fleeing the Irish potato famine, helped to popular the celebration of Halloween nationally. Now on to trick or treat. <laughs> Borrowing from Irish and English traditions, Americans began to dress up in costumes and go to houses asking for food or money. A practice that eventually became today's trick or treat tradition. Young women believed that on Halloween they could divine the name or appearance of their future husband by doing tricks with yarn, apple parings, and mirrors. In the late 1800s, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighborly get-togethers than about ghost pranks and witchcraft. At the turn of the century, Halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate the day. 
Parties focused on games, foods of the season, and festive costumes. Parents were encouraged by newspapers and community leaders to take anything frightening or grotesque out of Halloween celebrations because of these efforts. Halloween lost most of its superstitious and religious overtones by the beginning of the 20th century. Now on to the Halloween parties. By the 1920s and 1930s, Halloween had become a secular but community-centered holiday with parades and town-wide Halloween parties as the featured entertainment. Despite the best efforts of many schools and communities, vandalism began to plague some celebrations in many communities during this time. By the 1950s, town leaders had successfully limited vandalism and Halloween had evolved into a holiday directed mainly at the young, yes, the younglings. Due to the high numbers of young children during the 50s, babies boom parties moved from town civic centers into the classroom or home where they could be more easily accommodated. (laughs) Between 1920 and 1950, the centuries-old practice of trick-or-treating was also revived. Trick-or-treating was a relatively inexpensive way for an entire community to share the Halloween celebration. In theory, families could also prevent tricks being played on them by providing the neighborhood children with small treats. Thus, a new American tradition was born, and it has continued to grow. And today, Americans spend an estimated $6 billion annually on Halloween, making it the country's second largest commercial holiday after Christmas. And this year, in 2018, it's expected to reach $9 billion. Next up is Soul Cakes, ladies and gentlemen. The American Halloween tradition of trick-or-treating probably dates back to the early All Souls Day parades in England. During the festivities, poor citizens would beg for food and families would give them pastries called soul cakes in return for their promise to pray for the family's dead relatives. The distribution of soul cakes was encouraged by the church as a way to replace the ancient practice of leaving food and wine for roaming spirits. The practice, which was referred to as a going a souling, was eventually taken up by children who would visit the houses in their neighborhood and be given ale, food, and money. The tradition of dressing in costume for Halloween has both European and Celtic roots. Hundreds of years ago, winter was an uncertain and frightening time. Food supplies often ran low, and for the many people afraid of the dark, the short days of winter were full of constant worry. On Halloween, when it was believed that ghosts came back to the earthly world, people thought that they would encounter ghosts if they left their homes. To avoid being recognized by these ghosts, people would wear masks when they left their homes after dark so that that the ghosts would mistake them for fellow spirits. On Halloween, to keep ghosts away from their houses, people would place bowls of food outside their homes to appease the ghosts and prevent them from attempting to enter, ladies and gentlemen, which is why nowadays... We have candy for the younglings. So best believe you better get the best bowl of candy you can. Leave them little York peppermint patty bullshit out of it and go straight for the Twix, the Snickers, the Twizzlers, the Milky Ways, and much, much more. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning into this segment of episode 290 Halloween. But make sure you stick around for the ultra festive final thought. Coming at you live in none other than three, two, one. Let's get it. It's moments like tonight on All Hallows' Eve where we can become back in touch with our inner child and ourself. Now, whether you have children or you don't, you can still participate and make your life a little bit better 
if it currently isn't going the way that you would like it to go. Sometimes we just need to give back in order to feel good. And the more that we give, we get good vibes in response. We get a great return. We get smiles. We get laughter. We get thank yous. And you're amazing. I appreciate you. And those are all things necessary in order to rebuild the life that you feel have may has been gone off tracks or crumbling before your very hands. Now, ladies and gentlemen, don't make your situation out harder than it really is. And sometimes it all comes down to what you're willing to put in the situation that will totally change it around and make it exactly not only what you want it to be, but what it should be. You need to focus more on today. You need to focus more on what you have control over and less on what you don't and the past. It makes absolutely no sense thinking about everything that can go wrong in your life when so many things have the ability to go right. You need to shift your perspective. You need to change your attitude and the way you approach situations because believe it or not, how you handle yourself and how you compose your actions is going to say a lot more about you, not only in the physical form, but in the mental. It is very tough at times and at first to develop new ways of thinking and acting, but different actions equal new results, ladies and gentlemen. One more time, different actions equal new results. So take the time out of your day to feel the good vibes, to rebuild your life, to change, enhance, and improve aspects of it that you currently view as weak or terrible or bad or whatever you may say. Use moments like this right now this night right now to start improving because as long as you're still alive as long as you still have air in your lungs you still have the possibility to improve whatever it is you got going on in that life of yours ladies and gentlemen and you are not alone trust me you have nothing but good vibes around you and inspiration sometimes you just have to search for it and don't allow the negatives to mask the positives all right ladies and gentlemen go out make it happen you got this i hope you all enjoyed tonight's episode halloween it was truly my honor and pleasure i hope you like the funny little voice and the little creepy laughs <laughs> you know what i'm saying but anyways thank you very much once again i hope everyone is having a fun and safe halloween whether you're trick or treating or passing out candy i hope it is a great time for you and yours so enjoy once again thank you for tuning in this is maddie pace coming at you live from the maddie mo show the host of the most mojo saying one life one love i'm out